When darkness seems to end Where are you now When the world is crumbling Oh, I, I, I hear you say This is Moment of Clarity with your host, Pastor Rick Dietering, and co-hosts Ed Bondarenka and Phil Stargell, and I'm the producer, Derek Stone. And hello, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. This is Pastor Rick. I'm actually calling in from Arkansas. Um, came all the way down to Arkansas to watch a Michigan game, and at this point, I'd rather be watching... Uh, <laughs> A low-level curling match right now. We've been watching this game. Hey, how's it going, Ed? Are you there? How you doing, Ed? Again? Again. <laughs> <laughs> Put Phil on the spot. Yeah. Good afternoon. And uh, you say you'd rather be watching curling than to watch the mighty Michigan Warriors? Watching the mighty, mighty Michigan Warriors get their butt kicked. <laughs> <laughs> well, adjustment, adjustment, adjustment. Yep. Yep. Hey, you guys, I just wanted to call up and tell you uh, I hope you had a uh, very happy Thanksgiving. I've really enjoyed my time down here with family. Next week, we will be covering our conversation with Ed Hoffman on the uh, the old movie, uh, The Bluebird, with Shirley Temple. And we'll make that a key point of conversation next, next week with Ed Hoffman from Speaking of Art. That's um, available on YouTube, by the way, for I think $3.99. So people can do their homework. Yeah, it's a wonder, wonderful movie. And, uh, you know, that it's one of those movies that started out in black and white, but in the middle of the movie they go to color. brings to mind another movie that did the exact same thing. Um, that came out the same year. But, uh, <laughs> hey, you folks, uh, how was your Thanksgiving, Phil? Oh, it was absolutely terrific. Uh, I had uh, my youngest daughter... And my granddaughter and my great grandson and boy, we just we ate turkey and we ate pie and cake and oh man. Well, you know, I've been on this really strict diet, Phil, for a long time, and I actually went off it on Thanksgiving. I, I got into uh, my sister's house and she showed me all the baked goods she made and all the cookies, and then she opened it up and I seen the eggnog sitting there, and I said, <laughs> "I'm having a cheat date." Yeah. <laughs> so, it is it is not Thanksgiving unless you uh, have to loosen up at least two belt notches on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, they they say Thanksgiving is time to set your scales back 15 pounds. Yes. As my sister told me. So, hey, folks, you have a blessed day, and you two, you two uh, have a good show. And, Phil, if Ed gets out of, uh, out of hand, um, <laughs> my threat of burning him at the stake still holds. So keep, keep him in line. And, Ed, you have a blessed day also. All right. You have a safe trip back when you come yes. back. All right. Enjoy All yourself. Bye-bye. Okay. And is it time for a moment of sports? Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to take it away? I mean, uh, Derek? Derek? Yep. Yeah. I'll go ahead and take, take it away. It. Good afternoon and welcome to this moment on sports. My name is Derek Stone. 
while the Michigan Wolverines football team is getting their butts handed to them at the Big House here in Ann Arbor. The halftime score, Ohio State 28, Michigan 16, and it's not looking like it's going to get any better for Wolverines fans. You do have some solace in the Michigan Wolverines men's basketball team. They won the the Battle for Atlantis basketball tournament this past week. They defeated three quality teams, starting with the Iowa State Cyclones by a score of 83-76. to Isaiah Livers led the way by scoring 17 points, made only 5 out of 13 shots, but hit 3 out of 6 at the 3-point line. David DeJulius scored 14 points. He made 5 out of 6 shots. John Teske scored 11 points on 4 out of 6 shots, and he grabbed 6 rebounds. And taking a look at a couple of the highlights from this game, starting in the first half, when Xavier Simpson drove to the right elbow and passed the ball to Franz Wagner, who nailed a 3-pointer from the right corner. And Wagner is the younger brother of former Wolverines basketball player, Moritz Wagner, and it, that was his first action of the season against the Cyclones, and it was great to see him being able to hit a shot and seeing his confidence soar as this season goes on, and he's definitely going to be a big-time offensive component for the Michigan Wolverines offense going forward. And then in the second half, Livers set an off-the-ball screen for Simpson while Eli Brooks drove to the top of the key. Brooks passed the ball to Livers, who buried a three-pointer from the right wing. Excellent ball movement there by the Wolverines, and the most dangerous player on the court is the player without the ball. And setting it off the ball screen certainly gives your your offense a much better chance of scoring the basketball instead of just standing around watch every, watching everybody else play. And then after Michigan took care of Iowa State, they took on the North Carolina Tar Heels and won by a score of 73-64. to Eli Brooks led the way in this game. He scored 24 points, made 9 out of 14 shots, 4 out of 6 three-pointers, and he grabbed 5 rebounds. Isaiah Livers added 12 points. He made 5 out of 13 shots, and David DeJulius added 11 points. He made 5 out of 9 shots. And a couple of the highlights from this game, starting in the first half, when Xavier Simpson drove from the right wing to the right boundary line of the paint and passed the ball to DeJulius, who nailed a three-pointer from the left corner. That's a great attribute of Xavier Simpson, being able to drive the ball and have the great vision and wherewithal to find an open teammate out there on the perimeter for a three-pointer. And then in the second half, Simpson threw a beautiful pass from half court to Brooks on the left block for an easy dunk. Once again, great vision by the Wolverines point guard, Xavier Simpson, finding the open teammate for an easy two points. And then Michigan took care of the Gonzaga Bulldogs yesterday in the championship game of this tournament by a score of 82-64. to Isaiah Livers led the way. He scored 21 points, made 8 out of 11 shots, 5 out of 8 three-pointers. Simply on fire yesterday in Fuego, another way to say it. And then John Teske scored 19 points, made 9 out of 15 shots, grabbed 15 rebounds, and blocked 4 shots. Xavier Simpson scored 13 points, made 6 out of 11 shots, dished out 13 assists, and grabbed 6 rebounds. And some of the highlights from this game starting in the first half, when Isaiah Livers set a screen for Simpson on the left wing, 
Simpson dribbled to the top of the key and passed the ball to Livers, who nailed a three-pointer from the left wing. A pick-and-pop play is another way to say what kind of play this was. Excellent job there by Livers, finding the open spot on the floor in great recognition there by Xavier Simpson, finding the open teammate quickly, and Livers doing what he does best when he has an open look. He's going to make that shot a great majority of the time, and he certainly did on this play. And then in the second half, Teske set an off-the-ball screen for Franz Wagner on the right wing. Simpson passed the ball from the right corner to Wagner on the right block for an easy layup. Fantastic job here. Once again, the person, the player without the ball is the most dangerous player out there on the basketball court. When you move, great things are going to happen, and it certainly did for the Michigan Wolverines in the Battle for Atlantis tournament. And a note, something of note for Michigan Wolverines basketball fans. The winner of this tournament has won the last two NCAA national championships. So who knows, maybe the Wolverines will be cutting down the nets come April of 2020. That's my moment on sports. Phil, go ahead and take it away. Do you think that Michigan has the the team to, to cut down the nets? It, they're, they're playing with a lot of confidence uh-huh. right now. I, I'm surprised how quickly they've come along this year but it's going to be a tough road especially with a team in their own conference in the Big Ten the Michigan State Spartans who are the prohibitive favorite to go and win win the national title this year but they look like they've got as good a chance as anybody well that's good to hear well thanks a lot and uh, we will get with uh, the agenda here the agenda today is oh you know there was some audio I heard, some disturbing audio. Ra- I was listening to the radio mm-hmm. over the Thanksgiving holiday, and there was some disturbing audio that I heard of a broadcast. I wanted to share it with the audience. Do oh, you yeah, mind? That, yeah. Do you mind? Hey, Derek, would you play that clip I sent you, please? <laughs> I can't tell just yet what they are, but... Oh, oh my God, they're talking! Oh, Johnny, can you get this? Oh, they're crashing to the earth right in front of my I think they were dropping turkeys out of a helicopter in Cleveland. Are you okay? I don't know. A man and his two children tried to kill me. After the turkeys hit the pavement, the crowd kind of scattered, but some of them tried to attack me. Jam myself into a phone booth. <laughs> then Mr. Carlson had the helicopter land in the middle of the parking lot. I guess he thought he could save the day by turning the rest of the turkeys loose. <laughs> it's pretty strange after that. Come on now, tell us the rest. I really don't know how to describe it. It was like the turkeys mounted a counterattack. <laughs> It was almost as if they were organized. (laughs) As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. (laughs) Wow! Yes, it was. It was horrible. It was. It was a tragedy. Yes, it was a tragedy. Yes. (laughs) So you were saying? Well. Um, since we uh, got the turkeys and we found out they really can't fly, but they yeah. can, though. 
But yeah, well, yeah, not usually, domestic turtles. Yeah, yeah, they usually I fly mean, uh, to ec- ec- environmental conferences and global warming <laughs> conferences. Yeah, yeah those yeah. turkeys. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, uh, as I was saying, we are going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, since uh, uh, my show earlier this morning. We yeah, talked about roundtable. Yeah, we talked about the the uh, the. Well, excuse me for a mm-hmm. minute. Uh, anyway, we talked about the uh, 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 abortion rate in the in the United States, and uh, we talked about uh, the the um, the replacement ratio uh, also. Yeah, yeah, but the petition uh, that was uh, circulated, and in the, the end date is coming up for that, and uh, we have uh, scheduled. For this hour, um, Monica Miller oh, okay. talked with us about uh, how this petition drive is going, and I'm uh, very happy to uh, uh, know that she's uh, on the line and ready. And for those to, of us that weren't listening this yeah. morning, this petition is the petition is to uh, stop the uh, this uh, the uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm so uh, a little distracted. Yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, sorry about that, folks. Uh, okay. Well, um, we were talking uh, earlier about uh, the effect of abortion on our uh, population, and uh, besides the fact that you know. Abortion itself is is murder of the innocents. There's so many other ramifications uh, that abortion brings on our society, uh, including the fact that we don't have enough replacement workers growing up in this country to uh, keep our culture going, to pass on our values to our progeny. And so if you remember in Europe, in Germany in the 70s and since – They've been bringing in replacement workers because they didn't have enough people who were being born to the citizens of the nation. So they brought other citizens in, other well, other, other nationalities in to provide a workforce to keep the economy going because they just couldn't uh, – they just didn't have enough people. And I remember having a conversation with some guys at, at a church function back in the 80s, and they were talking about the crunch we were facing then. And it was because we were missing so many uh, people who would buy cars, so many people who would manufacture parts, and it was because we had killed them all off in abortion. And it's only gotten worse since, to where we, now we have politicians saying, well, if we want to keep our economy going, we have to have unlimited immigration. Well, we've been killing off our own people. I mean, besides the fact that it's murder and, and and God is going to judge us as a nation for that, it's perhaps this is part of his judgment on us. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, and, and as I was saying, that uh, that the the uh, petition drive that was set around was for the dis- dismemberment petition. Mm-hmm. And that uh, is that, uh, you know, it is a barbaric procedure. Yeah. And uh, we need to uh, 
to have some compassion when we start looking at this, and we need to examine this abortion thing. And uh, so on the line we have Miss Monica Miller. Good afternoon, Miss Monica Miller. It is such an honor to have you on the show this morning. Afternoon. Yeah, thanks. I'm so glad to be with you um, to talk about the initiative here in Michigan to ban um, dismemberment, the, the dismemberment abortion procedure. Now, this is a, a law that was actually passed by the Wisconsin legislature about six months ago, but uh, we're sad to say um, not pro-life governor uh, intends to veto the legislation. And so uh, Right to Life of Michigan initiated the petition drive, the statewide petition drive, that is, is going to be ending in about a week. Um, 360,000 signatures minimum are needed in order to, according to Michigan law, uh, get around the governor's veto. And if the um, needed number of signatures are obtained, uh, the ban on dismemberment, the, the dismemberment abortion procedure will be put into effect, and Governor Whitner uh, will have uh, nothing to say about it at that point. Um, it's really important that people get involved, even if it's just go to your coworkers, go to your church, your family, your friends, your neighbors. Even if you filled up one sheet, that would be only eight signatures. It's eight signatures per sheet. Um, that would help to contribute to uh, the needed uh, number of signatures. And here's the thing. You always have to have thousands and thousands and thousands more signatures than the minimum because a lot of signatures are going to be eliminated. People didn't sign the petition properly or they signed it under the wrong county because you got to sign it according to your county. So you always have to have extra signatures. So really, uh, to obtain 400,000 uh, it is really more the goal uh, overall in order to ensure that this uh, this is going to be effective in getting around uh, Governor Whitner's um, it, you know it, it, it promise to veto the 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 legislation. Uh, so let me and let me explain. Uh, you know, maybe some some listeners are not really really familiar. What are we exactly talking about here? Um, this bill, the, the, the ban on dismemberment abortions, is targeting a particular procedure. Uh, om, almost 2,000 unborn children in the state of Michigan alone are put to death in this incredibly atrocious, violent, of course, every abortion procedure is violent and atrocious. Um, but this is used in the second trimester of pregnancy, anywhere from 14 weeks to 24 weeks and literally the baby is dismembered i mean that is the procedure um and so the the goal here is to make this particular barbaric procedure illegal now does that mean that no babies in the second trimester will will die as a consequence of abortion not necessarily because it it could happen that an abortionist could opt to use a different procedure. Um, for example, the digoxin uh, drug that would be injected into the, into the heart of the unborn baby, and then the baby would be born dead. But 
it's on it's less likely that the abortionist is going to opt for that kind of procedure because the likelihood of the unborn baby being born alive goes up and 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 they don't want that right they, they want a dead baby hmm. um, so it it's very very likely that hundreds of unborn children will be spared abortion in the second trimester. And my argument is, even if only one baby was spared uh, uh, this this murder procedure, it's worth your signature. So, as I say, we're entering into about the last week. I, I, I forget exactly the cutoff. I think it's December 5th. No, December the, the 12th. To be in. De- December 12th. Okay, December 12th. Okay, so we have, well, we have almost two weeks. Yes. But that means that those petitions need to be mailed, okay, and get there by December 12th. And it's really, really easy to get the petition. Uh, all you got to do is go to www.michiganvalueslife, all one word, michiganvalueslife. I think it's .org, but it'd be easy enough to find. It might be .com. And then you can sign up, and the petition will be immediately mailed to you. You cannot photocopy the petitions. They have to be original. So that's why you've got to get them from Michigan, uh, Right to Life of Michigan. Of course, you could just call their main office, and then they could, you know, call the main office on, on Monday, uh, and uh, they'll mail the petitions to you. And, and, again, just even if you only filled up one sheet, um, that would be, that would contribute to the needed uh, signatures, and I've been collecting signatures literally for six months. I've got a whole other batch to to mail in uh, to the Right to Life office, um, and that's what needs to be done. When when you get the petition uh, filled up, um, then you 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 literally have to either drop it off to their office or you've got to mail it in. And this is a this is really important. I mean, the other side. Um, is very nervous that this is going to happen. They are they are very committed to this particular abortion procedure um, in order to give the the abortionist as many options as possible and so on. the The terminology for for the the procedure here is dilation and evacuation, um, the opening up of the uterus, the dilation, and then evacuation. Of course, removing the unborn baby from the from the woman's body, uh, uh, literally part by part. And, you know, I might also, uh, um, if people want to go to YouTube, I gave testimony um, in favor of this legislation um, a number of months ago, actually seven months ago now, and there is a a video up on YouTube of my testimony, so people just wanted to take a look at it. It's only not even five minutes long. But they, all they got to do is type in the search. When you get to YouTube, you go in the search box at the top. Picture of aborted baby leaves pro-abortion lawmakers speechless. So that would be the, the title of the video. Picture of aborted baby leaves pro-abortion lawmakers speechless. Um, and it's actually it's got over 500,000 views already. But what did I do? I, you know... Sad to say, I'm, I retrieved the actual bodies of aborted babies out of trash dumpsters here in Michigan. And some of the babies that we got out of the trash dumpsters behind uh, abortion clinics were second trimester 
babies that were killed by this very abortion procedure, and uh, I have, of course, photographs of the of these uh, victims, and I showed one of the photos when I gave my testimony, and of course, uh, nobody expected me to uh, open and open up the Manila folder. Um, but I did, and and also I gave a copy of the photo to every one of the persons on the um, the, the committee that we in, in front of whom we were giving the testimony. So anyway, if, you, if anybody wants to look at that, then they can see what it is we're talking about. You know, um, if they, but I, you know, hopefully nobody listening to the sound of my voice right now needs to be convinced. But a picture of aborted baby leaves. Well, Monica, we're with. up against a hard break. Uh, did you want to stay over yeah. uh, and hold over, and and we can well, get back I to you? I wish I could. Still- okay, we got to go. Where are you now when darkness seems to end? Where are you now when the world is crying? And we are back, and uh, that was Monica Miller, and I'm sorry um, that she had to leave uh, when I talk uh, when I talked with her. Um, she made it clear that she may not be be able to stay for the whole half an hour. But yeah, and that's Dr. Monica Miller, right? And yes. she's the uh, founder and director of Citizens for Pro Life Society. Citizens and if people want to look up the video that she was talking about, they can just Google. If you Google Monica Miller abortion, mm-hmm. do not stop at Monica Miller. You will get an American Humanist Association comedian or something like that. Yeah. Two different people, yeah. I hope. And so you can see uh, uh, the video she was talking about. There's all kinds of stuff uh, involving her. And the reason why it is uh, such a a, uh, a, a real uh, problem in this country is because we are having – Babies killed in the womb, and that's no other way to put it mm-hmm. but but that. And we are facing a crisis in fertility. We are facing the same problem that they've had in Europe for for many, many years. And we haven't learned anything from it because we think that we can solve our problem by importing. Yeah, immigrant workers. Yeah. yeah. And and it it may work. It might solve a a, a problem of of manpower. But look but, what it did in Germany. Yeah, but it's gonna. I mean, it's gonna really yeah. hasten the demise of the republic. Exactly. These people will bring in values. They're coming here for a job. They're sending money back home, yeah. and that money's not staying here. And then when they retire, they go back home yeah. with the money they saved here. Or they bring their values here, which are not necessarily the same values we were raised with. Not being xenophobic here, not being, you know, scared of the other, but we have certain principles, certain, uh, and I don't want to say democratic, I want to say uh, constitutional republic principles that we should be, as you're saying, maintaining. And yet when people come in from a dictatorial society, and that's what they're used to is big government. Yeah. And then when it t- comes time to vote, they're going to vote for big government. 
And and the the sad part about it is that no other country has anything close to the type of uh, Republican form of government that we have. Now, a lot of Democrats want to call it democracy. But that was the last thing on the on the founders' mind to, to place us under a, de, a democracy, right, or a pure democracy, or or anything mm-hmm. with dealing with that, where you don't have the alternative of protection from the majority and protection from the minority, because the minority is always going to uh, put their 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 lot cast their lot with with the people that will tell them that they're going to see to it that they are no longer the minority. Yeah. And and and, and so it's 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 like anything else. You know, if, if if somebody's promising you something, that's where you are going to put your your chances with. And that's the wrong thing to put it with. Well, who is it? Some somebody said they uh that our form of government will only work until the populace finds out that they can vote themselves free stuff. Yeah, from yeah, from from other people. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. And uh, I, I, on the line, we have somebody that probably has a lot of the same uh, ideas that we have, and, and your guy Joe from Wyandotte. Good, oh, hi, Joe. Good afternoon, Joe. Hey guys, good to be with you again. Uh, I was calling um, uh, about your guest. And uh, obviously, if you see her video or would prefer to see something in a more dramatic sense, people, if they haven't seen, should see the Unplanned movie, which delves into that and deals with that and does not do so in a gory fashion. You know, avoid the left propaganda that will say anything and do anything to prevent you from watching movies that tell you the truth. And there's an upcoming Roe v. Wade movie starring John Voight and Stacey Dash, too, that I was currently trying to search on because it was supposed to come out this December, and I've not seen or heard anything, and I'm not finding anything online about a release date for that, which will be important. Roe v. Wade, the untold story about the... uh, basic hoax and very limited scope of Roe v. Wade that the left just ignores and has built on that sand their castle of abortion. Yeah. Well, the thing is, uh, the the, uh, abortion, and I think uh, I did a little bit on it today, is that they will not allow the country to do an alternative. This is a right that they drew up in the in the Supreme Court back room, I believe, because the thing is, uh, the all of the rights go to the mother. None is no right, no consideration is given to that child in there. Right. We and yeah. There's and it, the whole fallacy was founded on a right. To privacy between yes. a woman and her doctor, yes. basically didn't, a hip of thing. Didn't, well, that uh, completely ignores all legal precedent before that of double homicide. If you kill a child in an accident, or you kill a mother and a child, stabbing, shooting, whatever, that's double homicide. That 
already legally precedents determined the right to life of that child. And that's, and the 14th Amendment will be the undoing of Roe v. Wade eventually when it's actually heard on the merits of the case and not a bull bleep sidetrack <laughs> moronic privacy issue. Didn't Ruth Gator Binsburg, didn't she uh, rue the fact that the uh, uh, Roe v. Wade case was not uh, a condemnation of, uh, rather, a codification of abortion, but rather of privacy and didn't go far enough? And that she felt that there was a weakness there because of the pri- it was based on privacy. It, it, it wasn't a, actually a, a guarantee of abortion. It's, it's effectively Ruth been Peter that way. Ginsburg will not admit it today, but you can Google. It's not Google. Probably should duck to go. Google probably buried it now. But you can find Ruth Bader Ginsburg speaks to the University of Chicago Law School where she admits Roe v. Wade did not establish a right to abortion. Right. Period. And you know, stop. Phil, when you were talking to Monica, you were talking about uh, Manila a uh, folder. Did that have photographs in it they were passing out? Well, yeah, it, it was a uh, photo, photograph that she took. If you look at the uh, picture on uh, YouTube, right? Uh, it's, it's photos that she took. And let me tell you. Well, about, this reminds me of the when the jury in the movie Gosnell, or in real life when Gosnell, yeah. when they started looking at the photographs of abortions, that's when the jury. Yeah. Isn't that right, Joe? The jury turned. They they went unanimous against Gosnell, where they were all leaning absolutely. towards Absolutely. That's yeah. another key movie. If you have not seen it, you absolutely must see Gosnell. Again, it's not another gory movie. No, it's not. It not at all. It you out. But the Gosnell jurors, uh, the judge himself was a pro-abort judge. He kept pro-life people off that jury. That was an entirely pro-abortion jury when the trial began. And at the end of it, they were 100% all turned pro-life. I wrote an article on that. And that movie was was very true to life. The actuality of abortion and what goes on in those clinics, as opposed to the propaganda and, you know, garbage that Planned Parenthood puts out, when the facts are presented, people become pro-life. Well, Joe, you are absolutely right, and uh, and thanks so much for your call. And uh, All right, take care, did, my friend. Did, uh, I love you, brother. Did you happen to uh, fill out any of these petitions? Oh, I, I didn't have any filled. I signed the petition, but I haven't collected signatures myself. Yeah. I'm very much in favor of the dismemberment one, but yeah. I am not supporting the Heartbeat Coalition one. Because, frankly, I, uh, with Patrick Kolbeck, and agree with existing uh, Michigan law, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, yes. uh, we'll kick in. And if we pass the Harpy Coalition law, it gives the left an opening to challenge yes. the previous law and mm-hmm. actually allow abortion right. rather than eliminate it with yeah. the existing law. Yeah, you're exactly right, and uh, thank you again for your call, Joe. And uh, take care. Now, right. Didn't Monica Miller? Did she not, Doctor Miller? Didn't she find the the aborted fetus in the uh, trunk of a car or something like yeah, that? Yeah, th- there was uh, something about uh, we. Yeah. I believe there was a funeral for the, the the fetus. Yeah, in Brighton, we actually 
featured that when, we, when mm-hmm. my wife and I published the uh, current yeah. newspaper. Yeah, I, I yeah. went out to that ceremony. Mm-hmm. And you know the uh, the the, uh, the the one thing about this with the pictures and stuff like that, there was a uh, trip down to Cobo Hall at the NAACP annual meet uh, mm-hmm. me, uh, meeting and fundraiser, and there were a number of pictures that people said that they found disturbing and they they uh, they they said well we got our children with us coming to the NAACP meeting and uh the they uh made us take those pictures down uh, that's, that's some amazing. of the uh, things that you know and that's the thing that that I was touching on this morning on my show uh where I was saying that the the uh the right to life movement is being stifled by stopping us from having any kind of freedom of speech. An inquisitive media, a non-inquisitive media, yeah. a media that won't look at both sides of the no, issue. No, They've taken yeah. sides and they've made a choice to, to, uh, to, to, to back everything on one side and nothing on the other side. And it's, uh, in, in every year that we've gone down there, we have never done uh, anybody from the three They've never come up and asked you what never, you're there for. Never come up and asked us what, what, the, what the problem was or nothing. But you have a pro-life rally or a, a conservative rally, and if there's one or two protesters oh, out yeah, front, they, oh, they, they get all they get the all news, the, all right? The, yeah, you never know what happened time. inside. And so this is, this is what is making it hard to get people to understand the, the harm that's being done especially in one particular demographic and that's young black females they're 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 doing about 40% of all abortions and it's just way out of proportion i remember i think i told you and bruce on your show i called in once uh, bruce had given me a copy of the, his book the negro project mm-hmm. and one night i had to go into work late uh, in the middle of the night to support something that was going on there and I pulled my programming cart out there next to my laptop. I had the book I was going to read until they needed me to do my thing. And this young black guy was standing there, and he, one of the workers, one of the press operators, and he was looking at the book, you know, The Negro Project. You know, <laughs> like, oh, man, I'm in for a fight now, you know? And he looks over, and he says, hey, that's that, that's that book about Margaret Sanger, isn't it? And I said, yes. And he says, man, it's— it's horrible the way they're putting those things in my community, right? They're killing my people. Mm-hmm. And I said, my brother. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he gets it, man. And, yeah. And, and uh, the thing is at that uh, the abortion, the latest abortion clinic out there in Livonia, you know, it, it caught a lot of people by surprise that they put it out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but that's where it is. I and, didn't know there was that large a black population out in Livonia. <laughs> Not to make light. Here, I'm laughing. I'm sorry. Yeah. Not to make light. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's well, just... that's uh, that's a good one, though. Because, yeah. But but the thing is that that uh, it, it you have to look at it and and see that that that's what the situation was and is in most neighborhoods. That's that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at the demographics. If you were to yeah. map quest or, or map. map dot googles dot com or whatever, and look for Planned Parenthood abortion clinics. You'll find them all in certain areas, grouped in certain areas. Very, you know, there's dense in some neighborhoods as Starbucks are. On, yeah, on opposite and, street and, corners. And, and the and the rhetoric that uh, that came out of uh, uh, Margaret Sanger and how she was able 
to uh, to to fool people for a while, and and have them believing that her intent was one thing, and it was actually yes, to relieve the poverty, it, uh, the poverty, to relieve the poverty yeah. of young black families well, who were supporting was, too was, many children. Yeah, so you know, so it's it's going on today, and and people are saying it, it's going on as a right and a, an opportunity. A, a, a path to opportunity by eliminating your 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 next generation, that just doesn't spell out to me, and never has. And I don't, I don't know how they could sell it for so many years. Well, we give a tax credit to promote families in this country, mm. and the whole reason we give a tax credit is to promote families so that people can raise their kids. But we were talking about what they're doing in in Poland, mm-hmm. as opposed to killing their kids there. They're 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 actually subsidizing mothers yes, yes. to stay subsidizing home, right? motherhood, yes. to raise families. Yeah. So they don't have to import a ton of but that's immigrant what we're workers ha- into their country. Yeah, but that's what we uh, need to be doing here instead of importing people. Because, the, the, again, the biggest harm that comes is the, the, uh, the philosophy of the nation is changing, as well as the demographic. Mm-hmm. And 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 more the demographic changes, the more the philosophy changes. You see now, uh, Bernie Sanders able to run on a on a socialist. No, he's a he's ticket, a flat out know? communist. Yeah, you know, let's, you know? let's make no bones about it. Yeah. But you know, you know, there is a law against communists uh, running in our elections. I th- the Communist Control Act of 1954. I thought they dropped that in the 60s or 70s. They they they, they may have uh, uh they but what who dropped it was the Communist Party. They yeah. they stopped uh, uh was running. It? The communists don't run a candidate anymore, right? The Democrat Party. Yeah, they they, they gave up running a candidate because they said well, we'll just support the Democrats. They yeah. they've got our ca- our they've platform. Got the agenda. Yeah, and so and now and 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 back then it wasn't socialist party, but mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders is the first guy that can get away with with saying he's a uh, socialist. The guy that had his honeymoon in in Moscow, in Moscow behind yeah. the Iron Curtain Midnight when there was Moscow. an Iron Curtain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so we uh, again, the philosophy of the country is changing and once that philosophy takes over, it's it's just a matter of time before the whole house of cards comes down. Because it, right now, it's ready to come down because of the the uh, the oppressive debt. The debt is really and these people want to Put in yeah. things like a hundred trillion dollars worth of new green deal. Free Medicare, free Medicare for everybody, yeah. including illegal aliens. Yeah, yeah. So, and then if you tell them, well, you know, you, you're about to break the bank here, then they tell you, well, we got to have people to supply my my social security and my Medicare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was listening to actually the financial show that comes on at ten o'clock on this station, and they were talking about. Um, the failure of Social Security they expect to happen in about 2035. They can't project beyond that. Yeah. Actually, it brings a question to me. Should I start drawing out now instead of waiting till later? Get it while it's still there. Uh, well, uh, about a lot of people, including me, got mine and run. As yeah. you know, because uh, I'm planning on staying around another 25, 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't planning on leaving. We'll see what Jesus says. Yeah. So, but, Go ahead. I'm sorry. But, uh, it's, you know, so the, the, uh, the one thing that that all of this depends on is this fertility rate. Now, again, nobody is really looking toward Poland and what their solution is. 
and and it's working. It's mm-hmm. working in Poland. It worked uh, to some degree in in Russia because they were given the equivalent of about ten thousand dollars for people to have babies. Okay, women to have babies. Mm-hmm. So this is, uh, in my estimation, uh, the the thing. I mean, you hear people talking about uh, daycare, you know, uh, for everybody and all of that. Well, I say, yeah, daycare for everybody, but let's do this. Let's let's encourage people to again start taking uh, up motherhood. And, well, it's and, just it, the daycare thing. That, well, it's World War II that killed motherhood in this country. Yeah. You know, because all of a sudden, mom guy used to going out and earning a living. Yeah. So the standard of living goes up because you got two wage earners, and then when it mm-hmm. comes time for, you know, Having kids, well, mom doesn't want to give up that career. So either she puts off having kids, has fewer, has a nanny. Oh, the next thing you know, we need child care centers. Why? Because people can't feel that they can't afford to raise their family on one income. Yeah. And uh, that is, uh, you know, in my estimation, that is a wrong thing. Well, let's put it, they can't do it in the lifestyle they've become accustomed to. I, uh, my wife never really worked, you mm-hmm. know, I, I, you know, work construction and, and it's, it's possible that to, 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 to do it. You, you know? just have to do without some and, things. And then, and then my last, uh, child, my youngest child, we homeschooled her. So that, and we were able to do that because my wife was, you know, not working a, a job. Mm-hmm. And and she turned out to be ex- excellent. All of the kids turned out well, but she turned out particularly because she's got the right philosophy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true because you know the public schools have just become an indoctrination center, a political exactly, indoctrination right. center, right. and the liberals just want to give them you know earlier and earlier Head Start programming, you know, yeah. just to get the kids earlier. Yeah, and get a babysitter. Because yeah. actually, there's a lot of women that really don't need to have their children in daycare. They should be homeschooling their kids, mm-hmm. or you know, because the the uh, education that's coming out of the schools is so atrocious. It yeah. is absolutely terrible, and mm-hmm. you know, so uh, that I recognized it uh, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, because you know. I, we homeschooled that last child. Yeah. Okay, we are going to go to line one and uh, talk with Gary from Hazel Park. Good afternoon, Gary. Hey, Phil. Hmm? Hey, look, uh, you were talking about Poland and their plan. Um, I don't think that's very far-sighted for them because uh, they're going to be surrounded pretty soon, even if it's 10 or 20 or 50 years from now. Yeah. They're, they might be an island surrounded by Islam because Islam will take Europe if everything goes the way it's looking right now. You're right, exactly right. Well, you're saying it won't work out for them because they won't be Muslim? <laughs> well, no, they'll be invaded by Muslims. Oh, yeah. well, oh they're not surrendering now. You're yeah. saying that they'll... Yeah, they'll have to fight later. It'll be uh, Lebanon. Yeah. So, right. yeah, <laughs> man, I tell you, and and it is it is a real possibility because I mean, there's nobody else doing what they done. Right. The only only way to get around it is mass deportation right now in Europe. Well, that's what Erdogan said uh, from uh, Turkey. You know, if uh, if 
that you know things didn't go his way, he was going to turn them loose all. all <laughs> yeah, you know? he, thre- he threatened them with three <laughs> yeah. million people. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, there was something. You know, I mean, the whole flood from uh, the Middle East across the Mediterranean into Italy, up into Northern Europe, Southern Europe. I mean. Some people would think that was just orchestrated by, you know, the Soros types, the globalist oh, types. Oh, absolutely. And Obama had a lot to do with it mm-hmm. because he's, he drew that line in the sand and ignored the line in the sand, which caused all kinds of chaos. And then we have uh, Gaddafi fell. So all of that stuff was a domino effect from the Obama administration. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for calling. Well, that's why they call it the lost decade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what decade was that? The Obama years, the lost decade. Oh, I lost them. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, and, and, and uh, what the other result of that was, we we farmed out a lot of our, our uh, manufacturing, manufacturing capacity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And look what happened. You yep. Know? But now it's back, and let's, 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 let's ride this horse till it falls out. Well, that was a fast, very fast hour, and... Uh, Pastor Rick will be sitting in this seat here next week. When uh, remember, study the Bluebird, <laughs> <laughs> Shirley Temple. You can see it on YouTube. Might yeah. cost you a couple. All right, folks. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to a moment of clarity on Wham Talk sixteen hundred with your hosts, Pastor Richard Dietering and Phil Starchel. Be sure to tune in again next week right here on Wham Radio.